Chapter 32, a.k.a. Draper's Girl It had taken Chastity's plane a while to land, and her captors, Beth Colby, a.k.a. Draper's Girl, and her assistant, Charles, left her on a plane for nearly an hour. When Chastity was finally unloaded, Charles dropped her like a sack of potatoes in a dimly lit hangar. She couldn't help but notice his complexion, a face that looked like a sweaty version of a lunar landscape. A nondescript sedan sat idling near the plane. Can you take these things off of me now? Chastity asked her captors, trying hard to play the part of a nobody, just someone who was the victim of mistaken identity. Sorry, hon. I think you'll be just fine. It's a short ride, and I don't want Charles here having to worry about you squirming around, Beth said with a syrupy smile. Charles flashed a grin that only a child molester could appreciate, then tossed Chastity into the back of the car and looped the rear seatbelt through her cuffed arms. Seriously, what's going on? I won't tell anyone. Just please, please let me go, Chastity begged, childlike. Beth gave her a lifeless stare while Charles looked at his feet. They both got in the front seat of the car and closed the door behind them. You're a bit of a mystery to me, Miss... Beth looked down at Chastity's driver's license. Miss Banks. But for some reason, I don't think that's who you really are. Beth sat for a second and collected her thoughts. I suspect you're more than just Luke's most recent piece of ass. What are you talking about? Luke who? Chastity whined. Oh, that's impressive. Fuck him a few nights ago, and he's already forgotten. I'm not saying that I would do Luke. He's an asshole. But I suspect he'd be at least memorable, Beth said with a hint of a smile. Chastity did her best to look surprised. I know I've seen you before, Beth continued. And not just once or twice, either. You have the look of a operative. Something's just a little off about you, Beth said in her co-ed voice. Don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll find out who you're working for. Beth slipped out of her co-ed character. I saw you Saturday night with Luke Glasser. I watched you. You worked him like a pro. Chastity sat stunned, looking at her. She's fucking crazy, she thought. She calculated that her best option was a half-truth. Look, I'm a working girl. I get close to all the rich guys at the casinos. Yeah, I heard about them. That's all. Chastity did her best to make it look like she was giving up the crown jewels. So she's not an operative? Charles asked, looking even more confused than ever. Beth rolled her eyes. Just looking at Charles reminded her of a monkey trying to do math. She ignored him and directed her comments back to Chastity. Working girl, operative, really doesn't matter at this point. Either way, you're in a shitload of trouble, Beth said. Lady, I have no clue what you were talking about, Chastity sighed, trying hard to summon the edge of a working girl. I don't know what you're up to, and I don't even want to. Believe me, you let me walk away, and you'll never hear from me again. I promise. I just want to go home. Cute, Beth said. Look, Chastity, or whatever your name is, so far this has been me offering a little professional courtesy. An opportunity for you to share a little information before the fingernail pulling. If you don't want to, fine. Fuck you. Tell me now and I'll make it painless. 
If not, you'll have a long ride to a very shitty evening, Beth said. I don't know what you're talking about, Chastity said, her voice starting to crack. Beth cut her eyes at Charles, then focused back on her. Okay, you had your chance. Charles touched Beth's arm and nodded for her to follow him out of the car. They closed the car door to talk privately. Magnus didn't say anything about abducting an operative or a federal agent, if that's who she is, Charles said urgently. His pockmarked face glistened with sweat. I just thought she was some girl that might have seen us. If you thought you were being followed by the feds, then you should have definitely told Magnus, he offered nervously. Really? Beth said with a slight smile that immediately evaporated. I don't have to tell you shit, and I certainly don't have to tell Magnus anything. I'm the only one in this one-horse country to clean up this goddamn mess. I know this bitch was following Luke, and that didn't start until recently. So you need to shut the fuck up and stay out of my way, she shouted. Charles shook his head and stared down at the ground again. Fuck you, she started up again not finished with Charles by a long shot. The organization has a longer play in mind than whatever science project Magnus is involved in. Did you know anything about this anyway? His eyes grew wide and he shook his head. Hell no, Magnus doesn't trust me. He knows I'm loyal to Draper. That's why he let him recruit that Serena girl, to get leverage on him. If anyone would know, it would be her, Charles said. Beth considered this for a moment. Maybe she was getting paranoid after all. She took a deep breath. I need you to take her to the facility and keep her isolated until I get there. I've got a few calls to make. Don't you stop, don't talk to her, and don't you dare screw up, Beth ordered. She threw the small bag with Chastity's phone and miscellaneous gear at him. Make sure you don't lose any of this. I'll only be ten minutes behind you. Charles took the bag and tossed it onto the floorboard, relieved that she wouldn't be riding with him. The phone Quan had given Beth rolled around in the bottom of the bag, still transmitting. Quan couldn't take it anymore. He had a lead, probably the only lead, and the stress of sitting around looking at blips on a screen with no way to reach Luke or Eamon was killing him. He stared at the screen as he could see Beth beginning to move. She was only a few towns south of him, near the airport where they landed and was making her way on the highway. If she was doing what he thought she was, she'd be driving right past the hotel, most likely on her way to Jack. He sent Luke and Eamon another text with Beth's location and decided in a flash to do something truly unquan-like. He was going to follow her. He grabbed his coat, phone, and computer and tossed them into the passenger seat of the R-8 and texted the guys again with his plan and an urgent request for them to call him. He could only hope that Luke and Eamon were safe. Even if they weren't, there wasn't anything he could do about it. He decided that if he hadn't heard from them within the hour, he'd call the police. In the meantime, he had the first concrete lead, which was Beth, and she would be coming his way shortly. He fired up the engine. He was willing to bet the farm that she was headed toward Jack. Freaking butthole, he muttered to himself, simultaneously apologizing to God for the affront as the eight-cylinder beast roared to life. He sat and waited for her to drive by.